Welcome to AMU's first ever podcast. This is Johnson, and it's time for the first bucket of gold with Nabil Jeffrey. We are honoured to have Mr. Nabil as our first speaker, a young and passionate forex trader who was previously a Malaysian motorsport racer. So, Mr. Nabil, before I start asking you the burning questions on forex trading submitted by our viewers, can you tell us how did you transition from being in motorsport racing? to becoming a full-time forex trader. So, yeah, as you all know, I've been racing my whole life. I've been racing since I was seven years old, um, up to Formula 2, um, which was very close to being in Formula 1. Um, I, was, I did not arrive uh, to Formula 1 is because of the budget. We needed about 50 to 60 million ringgit a year just to be racing in one of the top teams, like Force India and stuff like that. Uh, so why forex trading? I just needed something that was mobile, something that I could, I could do it on the go. You know, like when I was traveling, when I was just being with my computer or my phone or something that makes money and uh, easily accessible. And I started trading actually two years ago. That was when my career in in racing was almost coming to the end. And I realized that my passion towards trading was, was, was high. I really love to trade. Looking at the graphs, it just reminded me of how I was before when I was racing. Um, yeah, that's about it. In my opinion, it is certainly unique to especially hear about your change in career paths. And I'm sure it did bring you a lot of nostalgic racing memories when you said you were analyzing graphs and so on. Since you have been trading for quite a number of years, what is the daily job scope of full-time forex trader? Could you walk us through your daily routine? Um, actually, the job starts on a weekend because my weekend, I mean, a few hours in the weekend, I would use to, to break down the charts and for me to see where's the, the main direction of the pairs uh, before starting the week. So I think this is a very important part as a trader uh, so that when the week comes, you know that your direction is on buys or or on sell so on monday i would um, look back again at what my analysis was on the weekend and uh, i would start looking for setups in, setups in a smaller time frame um maybe around h4 or daily uh, yeah and i would just trade setups which are quality so that i don't be trading every day but every trades that i take would give me at least 100 pips. Wow, it really sounds like Mr. Nabil here doesn't stop working even during his weekends, and this completely shows his passion and commitment in forex trading. Moving on to the next question, seeing that the majority of our audiences listening in now are mostly students, do you think university students should start trading? Maybe you can provide them with a guideline for students who want to start trading in the forex market. Uh... Yeah, I, I definitely think you should you should trade because um there's plenty of time you can use to trade and it gives you extra income. But just one thing that I realize is that people think that trading is easy. It's not. I mean, like the work that I put in the last two years. You know, like I've had nights where I've not slept for the whole day, just looking at charts, trying to understand what it really is. Took me a long time to get to where I am today, 
And yeah, but for sure, I would encourage anyone to trade out there. It's knowledge that if you have, no one can take it away from you. Um, you can make easy money, I would say, from anywhere in the world at any time from Monday to Friday. Because the markets are closed on weekend, so the only potential time to trade will be on weekdays. Um, it's important for you to know the movement of the markets before you start trading. So I would recommend a lot of videos on YouTube, learning the basics of what Forex really is so that you don't be gambling in, in your trades. That's a lot of people's problem these days. They are hoping it goes to their direction. Um, and cutting losses is very important. It's part of the game. If you feel that your technical analysis is going against you, you should cut it straight away. Um, because if your wins, the problem with the wins, right, when you see a small amount of profits, people would just take profits straight away. You need to have a plan. What is What are you willing to risk? What are you willing to, to gain from this trade? It's not just you see it in profit, you, do, you straight away take profit and be happy about it. No, this is not how I do it. How I do it is we have to have a plan. Let's just say today I'm planning to trade QPB, JPY. Um, my risk to ratio and reward to ratio would be 1 to 3, 1.2.5 maybe. So let's just say that your trade goes against you and you're risking, let's just say, $100 if it hits your stop loss. Your ratio of win needs to be at least $200 or $300, 1 to 2 or 1 to 3. And this is how you create um, profitability in the market. Well, I hope our listeners now are taking down notes on this essential information to get started with Forex trading. And especially during this MCO period, we have seen various advertisements for free signal providers or even paid classes which are becoming fairly popular on our social media. Do you think it's necessary for interested Forex traders to use them? Because we received a lot of questions on people being skeptical about which online brokers to use, how to avoid being scammed, and what are the ways to differentiate which platforms are the legitimate ones. So yeah, I think I've seen a lot of free signal providers or paid classes. It's, it's popular on social media these days. The question is, is it necessary for Forex traders to use them? It totally depends on you. Um, when I started trading, I find it very useful to, to look at what people think, if it's going to be a buy, uh, if it's going to be a sell, what are their ideas about it. You can actually learn from quite good group signals. But the problem these days is that it's too commercialized that you're not sure which one are you supposed to choose, right? So, yeah, I think it's normal. You, you will actually find a few that are useful. Uh, but at the end of the day, you want to be trading on your own. You want to be confident with your own analysis. You want to be... You want to be telling yourself that if someone tells you to sell and if you feel like it's a buy, you're going to go with a buy, you know. So it's, it's, it's all about yourself. Trading is so personal. It's not someone tells you to buy, you buy. It doesn't really work like that. I mean, for me, I think it's, it's experience plus it's also knowledge. I mean, I uh, everything that I see online, if there's like a class or if there's something that someone is teaching, I would just go for it, even if it costs like, 10,000 USD or something. I mean, I'm willing to spend the money. So, um, it, so like back to, is it necessary, the signal providers? 
at the start at, at the start of your trading career i would say yes just for you to learn but you would you would realize that after a while you can't really you can't really just hope on them you just you need to know how to trade you need to know the reasons why you're trading you need to know why you're buying you need to know why you're selling so and um for me my goal in this forex industry is to change the perspective of people regarding forex because when people think about forex it's is it a scam is a scam this is a thing that i've been wanting to try and change i mean forex itself is a trillion dollar industry and um the money inside the market is huge so let's just say that if you are with the right broker and you know how to trade you have the right margin to trade i think it's not a scam the scams are the one if you actually give your money to someone to trade and they do not provide you with their proper statement for the last six months of their trading statements, then maybe, you know, maybe it could be a scam. So that's why I always think that it's important for you to trade on your own. It's not need to, no need to actually give your money to someone to trade it on your behalf. I mean, if you have no time and you're just, if you really trust that trader, go ahead. But I would suggest you learning it yourself and understanding the market yourself before, before really um, making it big in Forex. Since you have been talking about providing a guideline to interested students to trade in Forex, do you have any recommendations of trading platforms that beginners should use to aid them? Yeah, I would recommend Hot Forex. I've been using Hot Forex for the last two years. And so far, the reason why I love them is they have an ECN account, they have a premium account, they have also a micro account. So the spreads are good and uh, we have uh, local depositors. So it's easy to, to deposit and to withdraw a big sum of money. So let's continue to the next question. In your opinion, how much starting capital is considered the right amount and what are the safest currencies to trade for beginners? Um, there's, there's not really a right or wrong amount to it. It depends on how much do you have at the moment to risk and how much are you willing to start off with. There's people out there who started with 100 and able to grow it up to $10,000, $15,000, you know. Um, and even if you have a million of capital and if you don't have the right mindset and if you don't have the right um, trading skills, you can still lose your million dollars. Um, so I think what's important is learning how to trade properly, even if it's with a demo account. Um, a demo account is actually an account where the, the, the broker gives you a chance to have a taste of what the market is. And um, the safest currency to trade for beginners would be the slow pairs like EURUSD, USD, JPY. Um, I would recommend these pairs for for the new traders. Uh, like for me, I, I love to trade gold. I love to trade GBP, JPY. I love to trade GBP, NZT. Uh, the, it's very volatile, so it's easy to make. And it's also easy to lose. Uh, but if the technical is right, the time for you to make the money is a lot shorter than 
than the slow pairs because the range of movements for these pairs are 200 to 300 pips a day. So it's a lot more, maybe double comparing to USDJPY and EURUSD. In terms of starting capital, I think it is a pretty subjective matter and also depends on how much you, as a forex trader, would like to risk and so on. Speaking of risk and how the phrase high risk, high return is always associated with investment and forex trading, sometimes mistakes are commonly heard while trading in forex. Could you highlight these rookie mistakes made by those beginning the venture into forex? Mm. For me, the biggest mistake would be over leveraging. You have $100, you're trading at $1 per lot, which is a lot. So money management is very important. If you have $100 in your account, you should be trading at 0 0.01, 0.02. You know, it's, it's, it's managing your lot sizes. It's very important because at the end of the day, you want to be in a trade where you don't have to be thinking so much about how if it's going to reverse for the next 50 pips or 40 pips. You just want to be in a state of mind that if you have it, if you have, if you, if you hit SL, you hit SL. It does not affect your account balance. So let's just say that your risk is at 33%. You would need 33 losing streaks to wipe out your account. So that is so hard to do, to be honest. So that's why managing a risk is very, very important. And I think it's a rookie mistake, but it's also a mistake that's been done for professional traders um, trading two, three years as well. Um, for me, that's the biggest mistake one can do. Because at the end of the day, technical analysis is something that you can learn and be better throughout the years. But the, the mindset towards trading of getting rich and to getting rich very quickly, it's yeah, it doesn't really apply, you know. You can be a hit and run thing where you you make from hundred dollars to ten thousand. It might happen, you know, like in a in a blue moon, but it's not it's not a consistent way to grow. And I would not choose that way. I would rather have five to ten percent weekly target, even though it's slow, but it's steady, you know. So let's just say your first week from 100, you move it up to 100, 110, 115. That's 10%. Let's just say you, you manage to do it consistently for the next six months, every day, every week, 10%. When it comes to bigger funds, let's just say you're trading at $100,000 account, every week you're making it 10%. That's $10,000. So that's when the bigger capital comes in. I guess luck in the end doesn't really play a big part in achieving high returns in the long run, but building that technical analysis of yours and familiarizing yourself into different markets will definitely contribute to your forex success. As you have mentioned earlier, the forex market is highly volatile and that indicates a forex trader will constantly face numerous challenges and difficulties on a daily basis. So relevant to the current economic climate that we are in right now, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your field of work? So yeah, I think it's it's been a huge advantage for me being a trader during these times. Um, listening to a lot of stories, people struggling throughout this, this month, you know, some lost their job, some lost the source of income, whatever. But 
I think it's just when I started trading two years ago, this has been the perfect timing. I stopped racing, I started trading. Uh, when this pandemic happened, it's it allowed for me. It's been the same. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's been the same. Staying at home, looking at the chart every day. Um, I didn't really feel the effect of COVID nineteen because it's been like this for the last two years for me. If you don't mind, can you share with us your best experience working in forex trading? I think my best experience working in forex trading is um. When I was able to grow a ten thousand dollars account to ninety thousand dollars account in in a day, so that was that was a really good trade. Plus, it was also luck, I would say, because at the moment uh, there was there was a speech by Trump stating that something was going to decrease the strength of the U.S. So I took the opportunity to to go long on gold. Um, yeah, since it's uh, inversely proportional to U.S. index. So I bought gold with all the margin I had of ten thousand dollars. I went all in. Yeah, I went to ninety thousand, ninety two thousand that night, and yeah, it was it was one of the best moments I've had. Just to wrap this podcast up, can you provide the audiences tuning in today with a last piece of advice? Pursue trading, do it with all your heart. Um, it's important for you to do it with full dedication. Um, do not think about the money first because the money would come later on. Focus on learning. Focus on improving your trades, and yeah, I think it's is a good side business, which could also be a potential um main income source for you. So I just hope you are going to be successful in the future, and hope you can make it soon. All right, and that is the end of this podcast. On behalf of AMU, we would like to express our gratitude towards Mr. Nabil for collaborating with us on this new podcast project. To the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in, and we hope that the information and insights shared by Mr. Nabil has helped to create a better understanding of yours in forex trading. If you're interested in knowing what AMU does, do connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn under AMU Network to receive updates, especially on our upcoming podcast. And other research initiatives such as EconBytes, EconSider, and many more. For now, stay safe and goodbye.